Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Amanda, welcome to the Healthiest Hot Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yay, Chloe, thank you so much for the opportunity to share. I'm super excited. I gotta say, I've had a lot of coaches on this show, but I don't think I've ever had a spiritual coach. This is, this is a new kind of avenue for me to explore. And I love getting to meet people that have different passions and interests because I really believe they all intersect. So before we dive into all of that, in your own words, like what makes you, you, Amanda? Ooh, what makes me, me? Well, I'm really driven by this idea that we're here on this planet for a very short period of time and that we might as well just choose to live and play full out to follow our passions to not settle i'm really big people come into my world and they know i don't settle for settling so whether that's in love life whether that's in your finances and your money whether that's in your business whether that's in the level of impact that you want to make it's really about expanding into your highest self and living your highest life because it's too short to waste this experience oh Something you said really resonated with me. And that's like, you're not settling for settling or something like I'm probably paraphrasing it. Yeah. But immediately yeah. said it and my brain went in a few directions. And this is a conversation I have with a lot of women who are in my life who are ambitious, they're go getters, they have a lot of drive. And sometimes when we have conversations, we we come back to this idea of, well, we already have so much like we already live in a, a state of abundance, we have great jobs, great social circles. And yet, there's still a part of us that wants more. And I know I personally grapple with like feelings of guilt and shame for wanting more and it's not more things it's like more impact more reach more experience and I do I struggle with that because I know on paper I have so much like I'm truly someone who's so incredibly lucky and I've worked really hard to get here but part of me still wants to explore more and I do I I struggle with that I even now saying it out loud I'm like I feel kind of gross saying it but I feel like you're helping women realize that it's okay to want more it's okay to keep striving Yes, it is. Because think about it. If we're not striving for more then we're stagnating, mm. you know, and we're meant, we're meant to continue to create. We're meant to continue to thrive and grow and dream bigger and experience. And, and my question, cause this comes up so much. In fact, I just did a training on this in my own episode of my podcast about this, about dropping the shame around success, dropping the shame around the things that you want and really asking ourselves this question, whose shame is this? Where did we pick this up along the way? Because if you think about it, if if you want to get into more of the, the spiritual way of, of seeing this, if we are these beautiful, infinite beings full of possibility, then where did we pick up this lack, this feeling of, ooh, I, I have to settle for less or just be happy with what you're given or be grateful for what you have. And I believe that we can be so damn grateful for what we have and what we've created 
and we can continue to grow and expand. And I think there is a line between feeling grateful and, and also really looking at why we want the things just to make sure the energy is clean underneath that. Right. It's mm -hmm. like, well, why do you want the things that you want? Do you want all of that money just to prove yourself? Or do you want the money because you want to explore? You want that dream ocean view or mountain view home. You want to expand and experience luxury. It's just a choice to have those things. And so it's really about like giving ourselves permission to let go of that shame around that and knowing that when you choose greater doesn't mean that you're holding someone else back from receiving or like taking more from the pot or something yeah because that's the thing i really wholeheartedly believe that like the pie is big enough for everyone to have a slice yes. Yes. you know i really believe that and so it's weird to have these feelings of shame be so prominent and sometimes be the things that we self-sabotage with and stop ourselves from truly being the greatest versions of ourselves and reaching that ultimate potential so i mean in your exploration of this concept of shame with regards to like wanting more out of life where do you think it does come from and how can we start to unpack it a little bit you know, I think it, it's passed down to us. When we look at our childhood and we see how we were brought up, perhaps even in the mindset of your parents or in the media, you know, we're taught that we are limited, that there's things to fear. We're taught to, oh, just be happy with what you have. And I think that was an old expired mentality that maybe that's perhaps been passed along. I grew up in the Midwest. So I live in Los Angeles area now in Manhattan Beach, but I grew up in Michigan. So there was very much that Midwest mentality uh, working really hard and blood, sweat and tears and hustle and all these things. And you're, it's, you kind of have to struggle to make a decent living. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to really break free of all those limitations that I was raised in from really good hearted, amazing people. Right. It's, it's not that it's, it's nothing bad about that. It's just a way of living. Right. But if we want to create something else, we have to be willing to step out of those things and just, just witness them. And choose to let them go and, and know that as leaders, we're paving a whole new path around money. So that's what I always tell my clients, whether it's a, a celebrity that I'm working with, it's already successful. It's like, yes, you can still claim to have more or whether it's someone who's just starting their business, someone who's just breaking free of their past and wanting more. And we have to almost ask ourselves, hmm, where did I pick this up from? And just explore and see what comes up. Like whose voice is in your head? Is it your mom's voice? Is it your dad's voice? Is it right? And and just get curious. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. I think for all things in life, like just kind of getting curious, looking inwards, trying really hard not to have any judgment. And I think sometimes when we are able to articulate it, whether you know you write it down or you tell a friend or you're working with a coach, it kind of takes a little bit of the power away. That's what I found is like when you talk about something and you acknowledge it, all of a sudden now you had like an opportunity to kind of step back, look at it from a different perspective. And then maybe next time you go about life, if it starts to like knock on the door again, you'd be like, oh, I know who you are. Uh, we've met before. We've had a talk, shame. You're no longer invited to the party, but thank you for stopping by. Yeah. And sometimes it's hiding a deeper fear too. So I like to explore that is when you receive more, when you experience more, is there any part of you, not even the shame piece that's afraid of being that powerful or that wealthy or that successful? What are the stories that come up or the fears that come up with you receiving greater? Because sometimes I find with my clients that they think, oh, more money means ooh, more eyes on me or more um, negative things that I'm calling into my life, more criticism, more this or that. And while we can't fully avoid all those things in life, 
we can stop attracting more of them when we take a look at what's hiding underneath the stories. Because they they hang out. Um, imagine this. When we have a belief or a story that we're attaching to, it's almost like it's hanging out in our energy field. So we become an energetic match for the beliefs that we hold. And so the more we can just get honest and real, then we can start to bring that unconscious fear, belief, or story into the light. And it gives it so much less power. Like you were saying, you talk about it, it gives it less power. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't, I like wish I was a fly on the wall in some of your yeah. sessions because I can only imagine the breakthroughs, but you yourself must've had a breakthrough. I mean, I know oh my gosh, in yes. a previous life, you were in the corporate world, climbing yep. the corporate ladder and doing so at a pretty incredible pace. And then at some point something shifted and you, you know, made your way into the world of spiritual coaching. How did that transition take place and what was missing or lacking or were you craving in that previous life that now you get to live wholeheartedly and authentically every day? Yeah. You know what? It's interesting because I look back and I was happy in my corporate career until I got to a point where I looked around and I noticed that the higher I climbed, the more people were stressed out. And so I started to have this moment of, is this what actually what I want? Mm. And at the same time, so it was a few things that kind of opened this door for me. I also know that this is my purpose. I feel this deep within my heart. This would have unfolded no matter what. There was always this curiosity about what I couldn't see, this curiosity about a meaning and a purpose for life, and this curiosity about how I could make a difference and somehow share something greater with the world. But my dating life was a hot mess. So <laughs> I dated, I was dating all the wrong men of, oh, oh, dating all the wrong men, including even like I worked in a very young workplace. So everyone kind of dated each other. Totally crushes on all the wrong men, <laughs> dating all the wrong men. And really, to be honest, girl, like accepting way less than what I was worth. I had my shit together. I, you know, it's like, but I would constantly say, well, why can I attract, you know, a, a good man? Why can I attract someone who sees my worth? I felt like I was attracting less than and, and men who were emotionally emotionally available because truly I was not seeing my value and I was seeking for love and I was seeking for attention and validation, which we can do in all sorts of different areas in our life. We can seek for that outside of ourselves, And so I was settling in that area of my, my life. And, and because I felt like, okay, I have my shit together at work. I'm successful, all this stuff and taking care of my body and all these things. I'm like, you know, got my shit together. What's going on here? And, you know, there's been so many lonely nights. I just look back to those days and thinking like, what's wrong with me? And constantly questioning that. And I believe that it was a divine assignment for me to have the, that experience because it drove me to go to the bookstore. It drove me to ask deeper questions. It drove me to um, seek for answers. And so running out, getting stacks of books on law of attraction, on self-love and, uh, power of intention and angels. I'm fascinated with all sorts of things unseen. And, and, you know, it sent me down this journey and I realized really fast, so fast. It was so glaringly obvious that I was attracting men because I didn't value myself because a woman who values herself or a man or a person who values themselves, we don't chase after things that are not chasing after us, right? We recognize the value we bring to the table and we stay rooted in that. And so there was many layers of healing and also excitement about creating my reality and being able to share all this work with the world. And so 
when I first started coaching, it was all around self-love and self-worth really and spiritual connection. And gosh, I started with a blog. The blog took off and people started asking how they could work with me. And that's how my business started initially. Wow. Also, thank you for admitting that, yes, you had your shit together in so many aspects of life, but like not all aspects of life, which I think is such an important reminder too, because sometimes it feels like we're killing it in one area, whether it's like personal relationships, romantic, career, how involved you are in your community. Maybe you're amazing at managing finances, but then there's like other areas that are screaming for attention. So like you can be crushing it and still feel like, okay, cool. There's like one area of my life that I probably should attend to. And maybe that's the area that's like calling you to be like, Hey, I'm here. Something we can on. And a lot of times it's that one area because we have some sort of pain from the past wound from the past experience that maybe we closed our heart off. Or maybe we took on this belief, oh, I'm not good enough because one of your first boyfriends dumped you. And so you kept expecting it again and again, right? Never quite healed from it. Or even the relationship with their father, right? There's so many things we can take a look at when it comes to that. And um, for me as a coach, that's where my intuition comes in because I get to see things for people and explore that with people and and help them to shift things on an individual level, just depending on their past and and what I can pick up on. Uh, So that's really fun. But that was the gateway into all this work. And looking back, and I mean, we're all given these experiences and these things blow up sometimes in our lives that we have like these dark night of the soul type moments or experiences because we're being pulled into something even greater mm-hmm. in our life. And because something greater is pulling us. And and so I I am so, so grateful for that period of my life because I wouldn't be where I am today without that challenge you know and it gives you like such beautiful perspective too like when you come out of it the other side and you're like oh there was a lesson here i am i see it now i really do and i think it's so interesting that you you started off you know with being a coach in the self-love department and self-worth and now you're a spiritual coach for somebody who's listening to this and they're like i've heard of I've heard of all types of coaches, mindset coaches, self-love coaches, spiritual coach. Maybe this is something new. Like how would you describe being a spiritual coach? Like the work that you do? You know what? I don't even know if that word really describes all that it is because it's so much. We're all spiritual beings, as I mentioned, like we're all, we're all actually, I don't know if I mentioned that. I think I was telling that to someone earlier. We're all spiritual beings, no matter what. Right. So my, when people come to me, they want expansion. They want to experience something greater they want their next level of abundance or they want their next level of impact or being seen in the world. They want their next level of whatever they're trying to call in. And so if we want to experience something greater, we have to become that version of ourselves. We have to become the future version of ourselves now. And so it's a matter of not just the spiritual, being able to tap in and see like and own what actually is possible and learn how to follow and trust our our own intuition but also to mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So I actually work with my clients on all four pillars of the self. So all parts of us have to go into our future with us when we want to manifest or create something, right? So it's more than just even the spiritual connection. But to me, the spiritual aspect, I am on the path of my higher self. I believe that we have a higher self. There's a version of us, whether you want to call it God. I also don't mind that word either. Source, universe, all of it resonates with me uh, or higher self. It really doesn't matter. I believe that there's a force that's guiding my life. And I'm, I trust that 
I am being guided into what's best and highest for me. And I'm committed to being that version of myself every day. And so when my clients sleep in with me, they want that too. You know, they want to be living their truest potential. They want to be living their highest life. And so with that intention in mind, then we can trust that our time together, that I'm going to help guide them into that. You know, like for example, today I was talking to one of my clients on on Voxer because they get like private access to me for my clients. I also train coaches. Which is so cool, by the way. That's awesome. It is cool. It's so fun because they don't all always live where I live. So, um, you know, what I could see for him, like, have have you considered serving this type of client or doing this type of thing in the world? Because I'm being shown a vision of that for you. She's like, you know, I never, I don't know why I never thought of that before, but that resonates, right? And then now I can help her to create that, if that makes sense. And so- um, I can see what's possible for my clients. And that's where the spiritual and the intuitive comes from, where we can tap into, again, just higher potentials for their experience while they're alive. It's so inspiring that you have like developed so much trust within your own intuition. Yeah. Um, what if someone like myself has a hard time like tapping into my inner intuition, especially with regards to business? A lot of our community that loves men, they're either people who love prioritizing their own health and wellness or they're entrepreneurs within this space. And I think really leaning into our own inner intuition is so helpful because like you said, I mean, there's a path, there's like signs, but sometimes we don't see them, we don't want to see them. But I really like, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm building different branches of my business and I'm, I would so love to be able to really trust in my own intuition and develop it and really kind of nurture that relationship. But I, I kind of don't know where to start if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. Ooh, ooh. You know what I love, friends? I love doing my face, putting on makeup, and going out and crushing my day. You know what I don't like is when my makeup doesn't last. And that's why I'm going to tell you guys about my secret weapon, which is a Clarence product called Fix Makeup. This is the secret to long-lasting makeup, all right? All you do is once you're happy with your face, you've completed your look, you simply mist it onto the face. It's super airy, it's refreshing, it's a mist, and it sets makeup and gives it a better hold. It's obviously full of goodness because that's what Clarins is all about. So there's aloe vera in it as well, which makes it super enriched, instantly moisturizes and soothes the skin. This is something that I actually like to use throughout the day. I use it immediately once I finish my makeup. But then throughout the day, if I want a little invigorating moment, I like to reapply. It's got grapefruit extracts and rose floral water. So it smells amazing and it's also really functional. All right, let's get back to the chat. Yeah, no, this is such a great question because I mean, my goal too is to help my clients trust themselves so that you don't actually need me forever. Because if you're relying on, I don't predict people's future with my intuition because we we're here to create it. You know, we have free will, and it's really impossible to predict someone's life because we have so much free will every single day. One decision puts us on a different path, right? And so. When you first start following your intuition, first of all, understanding that you're already intuitive, we already get gut feelings, right? Your intuition is like that gut feeling like, oh man, I have a bad feeling about that person. Your intuition is, man, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that that was going to happen or, you know, any kind of inclinations. But what I would, where I would start with this is starting to get comfortable with quiet. 
starting a meditation practice where you can tune into how you're feeling because intuition really is the language of the soul and we can access guidance and all of that through getting quiet to hear that inner voice. And so sometimes it's uncomfortable for people to get quiet because they're like, oh, I don't want to sit with myself and my thoughts and all these feelings. And but you learn one, it's not that scary, really, once you get comfortable just facing that and practicing. Um, but also, as you get comfortable in the silence, you can tune into things. You know, mm -hmm. for example, when I'm even doing something in my business, I'll close my eyes and I'll tune in and say, okay, which one feels lighter in my body? Which one does this feel light or does this feel no? And if I were, for example, going to bring someone on as a team member, let's use this as an example. And I was choosing between two people or maybe interviewed one. I would trust how my body is responding when I'm talking to them. I trust the feelings that come up. Does it feel this is a, actually this is a bomb practice to, to do. So you can even if you're someone listening, if you're trying to make a decision between two things, it's like close your eyes and tune into the first one. Bring it into your awareness. Close your eyes and feel how it feels in your body. Does it feel exciting? Does it feel light? Does it feel expansive? Or does it feel heavy? Does it feel like a pit in your stomach? Does it feel and that's the no. So the pit in the stomach usually is the no. The lightness, the expansion is yes. Now, sometimes things can be yes and be scary because maybe you're stepping into new territory. So you want to just ask yourself, like, if I feel a little bit scared, even though it feels light, it's probably just me stretching and expanding. And, and so as you get really good at trusting the feeling that you're feeling in your body, that's one way to tap into your intuition. Yeah. Clear that is cool. I mean, that I can imagine for you, you've seen this play out, whether it's within yourself or within your clients. Where Oh my gosh. Yes. Or in dating. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that it comes back to dating. Love this. Haven't been single in so long. I love these <laughs> stories. Yes. Well, well, especially for my friends, which psychic people problems. I'm like, don't, don't ask me because unless you really want to know, because I'll meet someone and right away, I'm like, start getting all this information that I'm not even asking for. It's just like, it's showing up and I'm like, nope, not, not the person. Nope. Not the person. <laughs> so just yesterday, one of my, one of my very best friends ended a relationship. And when I met him and her and they started dating, she's like, what do you think about him? And I'm like, I think he's great. I'm like, do you, I'm like, but don't like ask me too many questions because I, I don't want to, you know, shape your experience. And she's like, no, I really want to know. What do you think? And I was being shown a vision between two and three months. She was going to get bored that two and three months. Cause she's just this very deep person. And I just kind of felt like maybe he wasn't quite at that level, you know, mm -hmm. wanting the same thing. And I don't need to share any more about it, but, <laughs> but I'm like, she's going to get bored two to three months. I, I think you might get bored. I'm like, please take her toss that and have your own experience. And so yesterday when she made that decision, there's so many red flags that came up with this guy because she wasn't following her intuition either. Every red flag, she'd make excuses for him. Mm -hmm. Every red flag was like, well, maybe I'm not giving him a chance. And it's like pretty significant red flags that like, I'm like, how many more red flags do we need? Come <laughs> on. Uh, and so yesterday she calls me and uh, I always ask for permission. I'm like, do you, can I share with you what I'm getting? And um, anyway, she made the decision because of one big red flag to uh, take a break from the experience. And, um, and I said, how long has it been? 
I want you to just like, tell me how long I'm like, this might not be the right moment, but tell me how long it's been. She's like, it's been three months. And I was like, I said three months. <laughs> so we'd like to play and, and, and joke with this too. But uh, so, right. I, I sometimes get things like that. And that, that can be a little hard sometimes because I, it's also important you let people have their experience as a coach and not tell people how, what decisions to make, you know, but if someone asks me, I can't help it. Yeah, I cannot help it at all. Like I get these set strong because I practice this every day. You know, when you when you flex the muscle, right? You you grow stronger, right? You wouldn't expect a six pack after like doing one one crunch or one ab workout. That like, would be to, nice, but unfortunately, that would be nice. Works out. I know. I'm like, you know, what? you can't have like a pop and booty after doing one squat. Like you need to continue going to the gym. Um. So same thing with intuition, right? Every day, practicing tuning in every day asking your intuition, where should I go today? What should I do? Or who should I reach out to her? What's the best decision to make? And asking even for signs, like asking to be shown, asking for doors to open or shut if it's not for you. And really trusting that and having more of a communication with the power that is outside of you. Yeah. And I think when you ask yourself those questions, it kind of primes you to like be on the lookout for the signs. You know what I mean? Like if we're going through a life with blinders on, we're going to be missing a whole lot of stuff. But if we take a yeah. moment to sit and ask those questions, then as we go through life, we might even be that much more receptive to those signs kind of nudging us one way or the other. Yes. And you know what? A lot of times we've already gotten signs and we're just ignoring them because it's not what we want, right? It's like, oh, wait, this person is being a little shady in business. Like, well, maybe that's the red flag. So maybe don't go in that direction, <laughs> right? Maybe listen to what is glaringly obvious as well, you know, and just get honest with yourself too. And, you know, it's understanding too, that there's so many, so many infinite possibilities. There's no lack in this universe. And so we don't have to say yes to something just because we need it. If it's not a full body yes, then it's a hail no in my world. And I like to say, if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a hell no. Yes. Like, but I mean, I don't always take my own advice, but I try, <laughs> you know, it's, but it's really, it's I, as a people pleaser, um, as like a, in, you know, I'm trying to be reformed as a people pleaser. <laughs> it's like really quite challenging sometimes to say no, but I mean, you got to say yes to yourself first. I think as long as you're not like hurting anyone or being, yes. you got to say yes to yourself. Because otherwise, how are you supposed to show up for your business or your relationship or anything? Yeah, 100%. And most people, again, like they settle because they're not showing up for themselves. Yeah. They're yeah. not choosing themselves first. They're settling for less than because they think they have to for some reason, or they just want to have someone around, or they think this is the only client or opportunity or whatever that's available. And it's like, no, I'm not going to choose to believe that. Yeah. Because right on the other side of saying no to something that's mediocre, seems good on paper, but doesn't feel like a yes, is something magical on the other side. Man, as someone who gets these like visions and you're so intuitive, does it ever get overwhelming for you? Like, can you can you turn it off? Like, I'm, I do just like picture in your brain, like all of these like waves of light just like beaming and booping around. Well, I get to be moving around. Well, I get to also direct it, right? Like we get to be very intentional about what we're available for. So it's no, it's fun. This is this is my world and I, I love it so much. It's like what brings me so much joy. Yeah. So it is constantly on, but you can also shut it off too, you know? It's like because you also there's it's not like I, you know, can read people 
friends or stuff like I don't try to get involved in those sorts of things. <laughs> but it's just natural when you I guess it's hard to explain because it's like when you're when you really tune this in, you're just always receiving guidance and information. Like, and do you like to watch trashy TV? Like, do you like to like turn off your brain? Okay, no, I'm so curious. No, I don't. I don't like to watch trashy TV. Sometimes I'll watch The Bachelor or something if I, you know, but I'm I'm extra sensitive. So yeah. I don't really like to watch anything with drama or chaos or anything like that because I just, it's not, it's heavy. And we also get programmed by what we watch. Mm. So I am a little bit, I mean, sometimes I'll like definitely turn a movie on and stuff like that, of course, but it's not as common as I used to. I don't watch the news or anything like that either. I I can't watch the news. It makes me so sad. And then it lingers and it stays with me. And I'm just like, I don't know. And I work, you know, my day job is as a TV host. um, But I I like hanging out in the entertainment space, you know, like we get Uh to bring moments of levity to people at home and connect with really cool people. Um, And I I work alongside really hardcore news journalists. And I look at them and I don't know how you do it. Like, thank you for doing it. Cause you know, we, people really enjoy knowing news world, the events. But for me, I was like, I, I couldn't, I think I'd be up there crying all the time. <laughs> like it's not a good fit for me. Totally. Well, you're such like an angel in your, in your industry too. I just feel it. So. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> a bit of an intense day, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, those types of people that you get to mingle with and work alongside they're probably so stressed all the time and they have so much pressure. I know this from getting to support some of them. They have so much pressure by the media, from the media, from their teams, from their management, from all these things. And a lot of pressure for their appearance, a lot of pressure for how they present themselves, a lot of pressure from the public. It's crazy what they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so I always like to think that there's angels like us planted in certain areas and all over in all different industries because they need people like us to be light for them. Yeah. And some of them are are angels too. So earth angels. Yes. Yes, Earth angels everywhere. I love that. I love that. And, you know, just like going back to like what you consume and don't consume, I think that's such a good reminder for all of us, especially because we're all kind of addicted to our telephones. Social media is everywhere for, you know, a lot of business owners. It's a great way to connect with their community, but it can be really heavy. It can be really toxic. And it's something that we actually have a lot of control over, but we feel like we've relinquished our control. I mean, how important is it to make sure that we're constantly getting information in that we like to create the information we're allowing into our hearts and into our world oh my gosh it's it's literally one of the important things and it can be easy to get stuck down that rabbit hole of social media they create it to you know to to cater to your what you're interested in right and so it's easy to keep scrolling and keep looking for that next pop of dopamine or whatever and for me it's really important i start every single morning either getting outside for a walk or going i live just a couple blocks from the ocean so i'm grateful for that i love the town i live in and i've chosen this town because the energy is so clear here but i'll get like this morning i took my journal and went to the ocean and sat there for an hour and meditated and did my morning practice there, cleared myself, cleared my space before I hop into meetings, before I hop into clients, because we do, we do take on heaviness too from the outside world and the collective. We can take on their on stuff without even knowing it. Other people's emotions, pain, all this stuff, because it's like a cluster on social. Yeah. 
people use it for like um, sharing emotions and all these things. And if we're not careful, we're tapping into somebody else's energy. And so if you feel heavy after, that's when you know you've taken something on that's not your own. Oh, I feel like one of my biggest takeaways from our chat is definitely taking time and creating space to ask questions. Yes. You're, you're, you know, holding on to feelings of shame or you're feeling scared or there's fear, whatever, or you feel like you want more. Take a step back, ask yourself questions, create space to be quiet within yourself. Even if it feels uncomfortable at first. I mean, like you said, we're not going to get popping booty after one squat. (laughs) So just be like ready and willing and able to kind of sit through a little bit of that discomfort, but like, hold on to the fact that there might be clarity on the other side. And as well, the last thing is just this idea of like really connecting within our body, like trying to figure out what the signs are, those heaviness, the feelings of lightness, the expansiveness, because I think even for me, it was someone who like really tries to live like a healthy lifestyle where I think about my emotional well-being and my mental health. I think I've got a lot of work to do when it comes to spirituality. And it's something I'm really interested in, but it kind of, it terrifies me a little bit, but conversations like this make it feel like no matter where you're at in your journey, like you're welcome. And you might yes. start. Cause like you said, life is short. It is short. And if you're not fulfilled or happy or feeling like you're living your fullest potential, even if on paper you have everything, sometimes we're not necessarily, we're feeling called to more. And it's accepting that as well and celebrating yourself for all the accomplishments you've had. And it's also okay to say, you know what, I'm, I want more meaning in my life or I want more joy or how can I make a greater impact or how can I make more money? What's possible for me to make a greater impact and make more money? And if you sat with that for a week and you just even asked about, ask the universe, ask your higher self, whatever you believe in, you're going to be shown, guarantee it. And you're going to text me, you're going to message me, people listening to this are going to be like, oh my gosh, I did this for a week. And I sat with my journal and I just asked, and it, it might not even come in that moment while you're meditating. It might not even come that hour, it might come in the shower. You might start to get a creative idea. Or when you ask that question, I'm ready for more. When I first asked that question, I said, I'm ready to go big in my life. Show me the way. I was guided to move to California unexpectedly. I had just moved into a brand new apartment in Tampa. Like that was right on the Harbor. It was beautiful and bought all new furniture, everything. And then (laughs) I moved. I I took a trip out to California, moved four months after that trip. I knew right away. I'm like, I'm being called to move here. And I did. And it was so unexpected, but the pull was so strong. I couldn't avoid it. I couldn't avoid it. It was like a nagging feeling, annoying, like couldn't get it off my mind. Couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was after I asked that question, people started showing up on my path and And yeah, and it was just crazy how everything has been guided for me. But how long have you been in California now? I've been in California for five years, five and a half years. No regrets? Coming up on six. Oh, not for a second. No, not for a second. And there were definitely hard moments, leap and trust moments, but everything has opened up for me here. And I've grown in ways I could have never grown at that time back then. Mm -hmm. And I just, I never say never. I'm just always in surrender to where I'm being guided to go. I've moved all, I've lived up the coast and Laguna Beach. I've lived in Encinitas and now I'm in Manhattan Beach. And I'm sure I'll, I'll settle someplace longer term eventually. But it's, it's the people I've met, the experiences I've had, how my business has grown. And 
how things have taken off for me is just because I followed that inner voice. And it doesn't have to be a move for everyone. It can it can just be, oh my gosh, this new business endeavor I feel called to embark on. Or it could be anything at all. Yeah. Right. And so just understanding that first we have to be really be open to that and and claim it. And just trust that you're going to be led. And just like I said, you know, sometimes your intuition is that nagging feeling in your stomach or I kept getting visions of California had actually never even been before. Isn't that <laughs> like, that's the weirdest thing. I remember I had an ex-boyfriend that moved to California and I was like, Ugh, like California cost of living, all these limiting thoughts in my head. But I was like, why is he, why would he ever move there? And then like a year later, I was like, oh my God, California, I'm supposed to go there. And I was getting all these crazy signs. I went on a hike, Torrey Pines in San Diego, if anyone's ever been there. It's, just, it's stunning. It's ocean view hike. And I asked for a sign, even though I already knew I was supposed to move. And I said, give me a sign. I legit walked up to a bench and you know how they have like benches with a plaque and like in commemoration of someone. The date on there was my birthday, January 7th. And I looked at my friend and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I just asked for a sign silently to myself. Look at the date on that bench. She's like, oh my God, it was my freaking birthday. Like, okay, I already know the answer. Why am I asking for more signs? But yeah. The universe is literally just like slapping you in the face with signs. It's like, <laughs> And it was so synchronistic. Everything was easy. I kept meeting friends that weekend when I was visiting with one of my best friends who also lived in Tampa. And because uh, we flew out there and met so many people that when I first moved there, I had like dinner plans the first weekend. I knew all these people. It was like the universe was orchestrating it for me. And that's how I knew it was being divinely guided for mm -hmm. me to do that. And all we have to do first is ask, and it can be scary because you have to let go. I'm being shown a vision of someone hanging their legs off a flagpole holding on. Like you have to let go of like your old life and your old vision and your old self if you want the magic on the other side. Oh my gosh. Yes to magic. Yeah. Also, I'm a big fan of Harry Potter. So the fact that you just said magic <laughs> makes my heart explode. And I, Amanda, I can't thank you enough for sharing your time and just getting me. I'm like covered in goosebumps right now. Oh. Um, friends, Amanda has all kinds of incredible resources, a bunch of free ones on her website. Her yep. Instagram is full of wonderful content. It'll give you everything you need to know if working with her is something that feels good in your heart. And we'll make sure to have all that below. But Amanda... You are, you are an angel, like an actual angel. Oh, thank you. I received that. <laughs> it's been so much fun talking to you and I appreciate you having me. This is such a fun convo. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.